Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller and this is Locked on Mizzou. Your destination for partisan Missouri Tigers football and basketball talk five days a week. And before we get to the show, I want to remind you all that we have a special code running on the NBA channel right now that I'm going to share with all of our listeners here at Locked on Mizzou as well. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the app, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA. And just because the COVID-19 shutdown is in full force, well, that doesn't mean Missouri can't be hit with some bad news, right? And today, unfortunately, we learned that Trey Jackson is going to transfer. And well, if you know Blake and myself, you know we've been pushing the free Trey Jackson hashtag. Suffice it to say, this is not the type of freedom that we wanted for Mr. Trey Jackson. So I decided to call up my father today. Yes, Mike, a.k.a. Klops Miller. He's a heck of a guy, but most importantly for these purposes, he's been a season ticket holder of Missouri football since the Dan Devine era, and Missouri basketball since the Bob Venata era. Yes, that's right. Good old Bob, believe it or not. So naturally, I talked to Dad about the Trey Jackson situation, and I asked him for his perspective on how exactly the Conzo Martin era is going at the moment and how he sees it ending. And plus, I get his takes on the first four of my Mizzou football and basketball madness brackets. Yes, that voting is open until Monday afternoon, so please go to LockedOnMizzou.com right now and get your votes in. And you know what? Once that, once that voting is closed, the entire new 32-man bracket will be revealed. So without further ado, here's Dad. Well, did you hear, that, uh, did you hear the bad news that Trey Jackson is transferring? Uh, no, I did not. Ugh, I'm really bummed out about this. Yeah, uh, he seems to have uh, a lot of athletic talent, and he he could be impressive. I mean, I in the little amount of time he was in there. Well, that's the thing. The little amount of time he's in there, it's kind of hard for it's kind of hard to blame him for transferring. Really, he never got much of a shot, other than maybe a three four game stretch where he averaged ten minutes or something, but. Yeah, I'm just really bummed out about it. I thought he had a, a really good upside, especially I was interested to see what he was going to do his sophomore year. I, I don't know about you, I just never understood why Conzo didn't just give him more of a shot and kind of what ended up being a throwaway season toward the end. Especially when uh, it seemed like uh, the, the majority of the time it was uh, offense we needed. Exactly. So, and and it wasn't he a four star guy? Yeah, he was a top hundred guy too. You know that. Uh, you know, I mean, you got to consider those guys aren't used to sitting anyway. But I mean, it, I just thought he should have had a little more playing time to give him a chance to show something. You know, but apparently he did too. <laughs> right. You know, it's just That's one of those things. Bad. Yeah, I, it really I, is. Yeah, I was just really hoping, and I, I could see the writing on the wall just because he wasn't getting many minutes. Like you say, those kids 
aren't used to sitting. He was obviously envisioning himself possibly even starting, I think, at the beginning of the season, I'm sure. So, yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow. And, you know, I just wonder, Conzo focuses so much, I mean, especially with the young guys, but the whole team, he just focuses so much on defense. In my opinion, especially with a guy like Jackson, I'd like to see him just recruit talent a little bit more and then focus on, hey, use your strength as a coach, which is coaching defense. All right, now go coach Trey Jackson how to play defense and, and let him make some more mistakes. That was that was my main complaint there, I think. Yeah, uh, I know he wanted you know to win games. I'm sure that Conzo thought that was the best way to win games. But, you know, it was pretty obvious, too, when you got to the – about halfway through the season, probably we weren't going to make the you know tournament or anything like that. Sure, certainly by about mid-January, that was obvious. And and you know, and we really struggled to get points. I just thought, why not let him go? And then you know, you can you can take him right out if he makes a defensive mistake, if that's what you want to do. But then put him back in. Don't leave him on the bench the whole rest of the game. You know. Well, Dad, there's plenty of extra meat on the Trey Jackson bone here. But before we get more into that, first, I want to remind you all about Monocle's Pizza in O'Fallon, Missouri. And, well, certainly, if you're listening to this as it's being recorded or close to it, well, how could you do it as it's being recorded? That's impossible. But, no, seriously, during this COVID-19 crisis, obviously, it's a tough time for all restaurants. And you know what? I tell you, if you're just looking to not cook, looking to get out of the house for a second, be sure and check out Monocles. They've got a nice carryout set up for you, as always. You can order through the Monocles app or at monocles.com or, of course, through Grubhub. And you know what? They'd certainly appreciate you giving them some business during this tough time. So you know what? They're going to give you $5 off a large specialty pizza when you mention Locked On. Or use the the online promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on. Limit one per customer. Again, Monocle's Pizza in O'Fallon, Missouri. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, and there were so many times, there was a few times the last few games where he'd come in for 90 seconds in the first half of game time, and yeah. you know he might commit a foul or two, and okay, some of them might even have been questionable calls, but then it was just like, all right, well, that's it for you. How do you even show anything, get any kind of rhythm, or get any kind of valuable experience playing 90 seconds a game? I remember that, certainly that game, and I was you know, just kind of shocked by that myself. I mean, you know, that's what. Uh, yeah, I think it was Mississippi Trey State, maybe when at, it at happened. Home. You know, is uh, boy, I, I know, I, I, I couldn't have screwed up that much in ninety seconds, right? <laughs> you would think, but, 
Maybe Alconzo sees him as not putting out enough effort. I don't know. But uh, I, I just can't. I don't get it when you were there. I really don't. I don't think that uh, it would be hard for me to uh, understand that philosophy of not giving him at least, you know, give him 10 minutes or something or eight minutes a game at least. I'd say know? at least, yeah. And down the stretch, least, I'd have been saying yeah. 15 or 20. Let's just see me what too. he's got, you know. I'd say at least that Why many. Why not? Yeah. And, like, you know, I don't know. Was it, was it you on your podcast or maybe I read it somewhere else, but somebody kind of foresaw this coming. I don't know if it was you or a, sport, a sports writer somewhere well, else reading, but uh, did I, you talk? I think maybe you did talk about it on one of your podcasts. I, I certainly did. Yeah, I don't remember what I said exactly, but I, I definitely raised some concerns. Just not even – I think Blake and I talked about it a little bit, and we were both kind of saying, you know, it seems like he's engaged on the bench and everything, showing decent body language. That's a good sign, but at the same time, you know, you, you just add it up like we did before. You're a you're a top 100 type player. You're not getting the minutes. It's You're ripe for a possible transfer there at any time, much less in 2020 when guys are transferring as much as ever. So, yeah, I definitely did raise yeah. the red flag there for sure. But, yeah, I'm just really bummed out about it, to be honest, because now looking forward on this team, that, that – lessens my hope for frankly the Conzo Martin era quite a bit because he was the guy he may have had the most upside on the team moving forward you know certainly among the freshmen and sophomores I would say just with his size and athleticism alone don't you think yeah well the potential was uh, probably there right I mean you could you could see it on a few plays he made the little time he was in that sure He's a totally athletic guy, you know. Right. And uh, I don't know. I just wonder if they rubbed each other the wrong way. or I, Who knows? I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like that was a smart way to treat him. But I, but who knows? I wasn't there. And, you know, I... I not really. I'm not really being anti-Conzo, but I just don't understand it. Really, why he didn't get more minutes? But. Yeah, and, 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 and I, sorry, I'm go like ahead. You, it does dampen my uh, enthusiasm somewhat for next year. I mean, because yeah. yeah, I was thinking surely next year he'll get a bunch of minutes. You know. You know, like you were kind of alluding to, and we have been alluding to, and one thing I saw down the stretch that I thought may have assuaged Martin's concerns about his defense, Trey Jackson's defense. He played him a little bit at, at more of the three spot more, and that is how Martin saw him. I'm not sure I saw him as that offensively, but certainly I think we saw in that little time that defensively he looked a little more comfortable playing defense on perimeter guys as opposed to getting in the paint and banging around there. I will say that. And, and just to that point, whether that would have ultimately – ended up being the case or not, again, just play the guy. Let him figure it out. Sometimes you never know what the right combinations are going to be, and, and now it's like you never even found out. It's like he's he's gone now. You never even gave it a shot. That's the part that bothers me. And, and yeah. you could just say, well, it's all about freshman status or whatever, but for whatever reason, you know, he'll give Javon Pickett, 
He'll give Kobe Brown. He'll give those guys all the opportunities as freshmen. But for some reason, yeah, I guess just the Trey Jackson thing. Maybe they just didn't just didn't quite meld, mesh, whatever I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's not like uh, you know the freshmen didn't get an opportunity like right. crazy. You know, so uh, I I uh, I don't know. I can't figure it out. But there's something going on there. And right. It's just too bad. I just had a lot of hope for him. That he might turn out to be a really good player, but I don't know. Things haven't gone good for Mizzou on the injury-wise and NCAA-wise, and this transfer. It seems like uh, we're on a little, uh, we're down on our luck. Let's put it that way. It's definitely been one hit after another in the basketball program, and it, it, it's you know. And that's not even including NCAA stuff. You're you're alluding to football and softball and baseball there, obviously. But, uh, you know, yeah. But, of course, you know, Mizzou had its own NCAA problems, the basketball team earlier. But so so where are you with Conzo Martin just overall? I mean, you've been a season ticket holder in basketball since when? The 80s or something? Or Uh, I've had. Well, seriously, I've had a season ticket myself for basketball. Every year since uh, 1966, except the year <laughs> wow, okay. in Alaska. Why? Well, okay, so one year in Alaska, <laughs> and other than that. I knew you had the football tickets that long. I wasn't no, sure I about the basketball, the basketball, too. too. Yeah. Now, now that's a true son for you, everybody. That's impressive. 66, <laughs> my goodness. Okay, think, so with all that being said. What, by the way, just let me add. Please. Uh, a season ticket for basketball one. In 1966, for me, for, was $5. Nice. <laughs> That's a heck of a value there. It was. <laughs> Even though we, I think we won one or two games that year. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I'm it sure wasn't you're right. Good. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Then we then we got Norm and it all took off, right? Yes. Yes, it did. It well, was a real relief. Right. Well, I was just going to ask you, you know, with all that experience, having watched – Obviously, the entire Norm Stewart era, plus every other era that we've seen in between. How are you feeling about Conzo overall right now? And do you, do you think this is going to end well? Uh, I think uh, you know. I I I, I kind of I like Conzo. I mean, he, he seems to me to be a good guy, and and I kind of like a guy who emphasizes defense. I mean. You know, maybe not to not to the, the detriment degree, of everything yeah. else. <laughs> right. But I mean, I get, I just think I like a guy who's really a hard nosed defensive coach because that's kind of what Norm was. I agree, no doubt about it. And uh, but uh, you know, when you say, well, "How do I feel?" I I don't know. I, my confidence is uh, of things getting a lot better. Is uh, you know, not way up there. <laughs> Is that being, I don't know. That's a, uh, I think that's fair. I mean, especially considering, I think we expected, you know, obviously Jackson was a good recruit, but now he's gone. Mario McKinney was a relatively high recruit. Now he's gone. This upcoming class had a couple really high ranked guys in Missouri. And then another kid, Josh Christopher, who's related to one of our assistant coaches, and yet we struck out on all three of those guys. The recruiting has really left a lot to be desired as well. I think it would be fair to say disappointing, to say the least, since since the Porter class too. So that's another thing on top of it, I'd say. 
Yeah, that is true. I mean, uh, there's not been. Any, I mean, they've got a few guys, but they've got they're gone. Right. So, uh, I mean, that's uh, you can recruit them, but you got to keep them here too. Sure. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of things that worry me. Let's put it that way. Sure. I, I, I hope for the best for him and everything, but uh, I don't know if it's. I'm afraid next year it better look a lot better or more or more promising for the future quite a bit or i think he's going to be on the hot seat yeah i I think there's no doubt about that and honestly if we're not at least on the ncaa tournament bubble uh this time next well not this time but you know a month before this mid mid february that kind of deal yeah his seat's going to be real real warm there's no doubt about it at this point and and kind of like you alluded to I, i like I like a good hard-nosed defensive coach, defensive team, defensive team too, of course. But just how my, I am philosophically, I, I would rather just take a guy like Trey Jackson who has all the athleticism and foot speed, length, that you need to potentially be a good defender. And I'd just be going, all right, I'm going to take this kid and I'm going to mold him into a good defender. Watch this. I'm not just going to give up on him because I don't love yeah. his defense immediately his freshman year and I just wonder if Trey felt like he got given up on a little bit frankly I think that yeah that's what you expect out of a Conzo right he would mold uh kids into good defenders you know but uh you know it does seem like he kind of gave up on him but I don't I think that's what it looks like kind of but who knows I'm just saying that's probably what Trey Jackson felt that's that's kind of what I'm thinking he felt, unfortunately. And that does it for our Trey Jackson talk. But coming up after the break, I asked Dad about those first four matchups. Give me his insights on who he would pick in the Mizzou football and basketball madness bracket. Once again, you all should vote yourselves at LockedOnMizzou.com. Anyway, I guess we've gone long enough on that depressing topic. I, I was just wondering, I guess you probably saw my my goofy uh, Mizzou Madness basketball and football bracket that I put out. I put out the first four. I just wondered if you had any thoughts on any of those matchups. I, well, I know they're probably I, not in front of you, but... Uh, well, I, I think maybe when we <laughs> talked yesterday, I said I, I hadn't watched that yet, and I still haven't. I was going to put it on this afternoon sometime. Your mom, in fact, just about an hour ago said, have you uh, listened to that yet? Uh, she said, uh, it's, re- it's really pretty interesting. So, <laughs> Dad said watch because he doesn't totally understand how podcasts work, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll we'll I, give you a I pass. I that. I was going to correct myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. But, yeah, um, you know what? It's just a simple thing. Like, for instance, one of the matchups, I'll just give it to you. I'll, I'll give you – you can give your opinion on this one, but – these were All just right. these first four here. I ended up going, I thought about, okay, we'll go with a a 32-team tournament, That's the, or a 32-man tournament, I should say. That seems like about the right amount for the best of the best, but then and I got down playing, to it. Then I got down you're, to you're it. You're judging them one-on-one, who you would take. Right. It's kind of, it's, I'm sort of leaving it up to open criteria. You get to pick who you want. You get, yeah. just Everybody just gets to vote. But for instance... I couldn't quite decide on Chase Kaufman and Martin Rucker. I knew I wanted to get one of them in there, but I was like, oh, let's do a play-in game. I'll make the voters decide. So, for instance, (laughs) 
if if you had to take Chase Kaufman or Martin Rucker, I'm totally putting you on the spot here with no research. Who would you take? Wow, that is a tough, uh, <laughs> tough, tough. I'm glad. Match. See, that's why I'm. See, I, I'm, I've gotten about fifty-fifty on most of these so far yeah. from a lot of responses I've seen. So I feel like I've done a good job with these play-in games. You know, I think I'll. I think I'll, just as the final point, I'd take uh, Chase over Rucker just because he just seemed to have the best hands of all, of almost any receiver, certainly any large tight end right. type receiver that we've had so i'll go with chase all right i won't poison the well i'll just uh i'll stick i'll keep my opinions out of it i think that's uh i think i probably would well i guess i will poison the well a little bit and say i think i would probably lean that way a little bit too as well but gosh if you look at some of rucker's numbers he's right there too i mean yeah that's a no tough doubt. tough call those guys were pretty similar when you that's get down a really to it. tough matchup because yeah. they're gonna go down as uh Certainly uh, in the top four or five tight ends we've ever had, I'd say. Oh, God, without question. and no uh, so. Yeah. There's a, there's another very prominent tight end that's definitely going to make the big bracket. I'll just tease that. But also, well, speaking of teammates, then on the basketball side, by the way, I split this bracket in half. We got the basketball guys on one side. We got the football guys on the other. So there will be a football versus basketball matchup in the finals that'll be it but otherwise it's just going to be sport versus sport so speaking of teammates we'll go to the hoop side kareem rush or clarence gilbert oh boy <laughs> another good one i love stumping yeah, these you are tough. These thank are you really tough. thank you i appreciate that uh boy i love just the sheer firepower i think of clarence gilbert of probably he's probably the guy of all mizzou basketball i can think of who when he got hot it was it just was electrifying no doubt you just, you just kind of knew you you just said to yourself take every shot you see <laughs> I mean, right he could just be nuts as far as that goes uh, yeah, when he got hot, he was the most unconscious guy ever, for sure. He really was. The classic, no, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, but with him, they weren't very often no. <laughs> right. And once he got going, like I said, they certainly were not. So, boy, it's it's hard not to pick him, but I really like Kareem Rush. I mean, it's so smooth. As just a, yeah, smooth and just. Solid in all facets of the game. Uh, Clarence did play four years to Kareem's three, so maybe that factors into some people's decision making. Well, yeah, I think that says something too. Sure, uh, it's a factor. If I if I had to choose, <laughs> yeah, you know, just for the for the excitement factor, I want Gilbert. Fair enough. All right, Clarence Gilbert it is. So the next matchup, let's just stick with basketball here. We go with a modern player, Ricky Paulding, against a player you don't even remember seeing, but a man you'll know very well, Mr. Norm Stewart. Now keep in mind, keep in mind, this is only Norm as a basketball player. We're not giving him any credit for a coach or as a baseball player here. Just as a hooper, Mr. Norm Stewart against Ricky Paulding, who you got? I'll just give it to you. I got to take Norm. <laughs> All righty. 
Hey, that's I'm fair an old enough. Man too. I'm going to go with the old guy. His numbers are in the rafters. His numbers in the rafters. I can't argue that point whatsoever. But I just had to. I had to get Ricky in there too. Nothing I hate to say it. I love Ricky. Ricky. No, no, yeah, none whatsoever. Ricky. Of course. All right. Well, I'll give you the final one, and I'll get you out of here, Dad. All right. Henry Josie or Justin Gage? Gosh, that's a, that's a, just bringing those guys. A, Back in my mind is interesting, you know. Right. And, uh, whew. yeah, they're, they're uh, you know, t- different type players, that's for sure. Yeah, you want the big receiver or the smallish scat running back? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Justin Gage, I really remember him doing a, a very credible job for us when he came in and filled that you know, filled a spot for us, really. And uh, I'll take Justin. And he's from Jeff City. I like it. All right. I have no argument with any of those fine picks. But you know what? Frankly, if you went the opposite way on any of those, I wouldn't have much of an argument, much of an argument either. So pat on the back agree. to myself for making one hell of a bracket so far. But once yeah. again, once again, you all can vote on these babies as well. Just go to LockedOnMizzou.com where... You can vote on the first four until Monday afternoon when the entire bracket will be revealed at about 3 p.m. Central Time. And once again, don't forget to check out our friends at Locked On, the NFL Draft, one of the top new sports podcasts on all of iTunes. So until then, until Monday, I should say, we'll see you next time right here on Locked On Mizzou.